welcome. Uh, what a what a flip of events we've had in the last week. And every week we don't know what is going to change. The purpose of this podcast is just sort of to experience or share some personal experiences and concerns that I've heard and just things really. I'm not going to make it a big morbid affair. But I think if you're living uh, for four weeks and thinking we're just going to be staying at home for the next four weeks, I think you need to really have a reality check. Um, I've sort of got hooked onto watching the overseas events, especially with America uh, this week, who have taken the leaderboard. And it just amazes me uh, the impact this is going to have on the world. You know, there's all those other diseases that we've had historically, uh, and um, but never have we had one that is so well broadcasted. And people say on the bigger picture of things, it's not as big as some of the other sicknesses that went through the world. But anyway, I'm a business person and I'm always looking for direction. I'm entrepreneurial, so I'm looking for opportunities. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, is there really many opportunities out there right now? Because I think if we're all at home, we're thankful for the money that the government has given us. And if some of you haven't got that money, please, please do apply. It's given the government an indication of actually how much money they need to sustain the economy. Now, I'm not an economist, but I know that if you stop paying your bills, the uh, effects will just uh, spiral everyone out of control. Um, One of the things that really brought it home to me last night is I went to the supermarkets about 10 days ago and I suggested that they make all the aisles one way. And I posted it out to a few of the big um, supermarket chains. And it was nice yesterday when I got to New World and Northwood and there was arrows on the floor. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. But then I've got people walking the opposite way <laughs> down the aisles. And so I'd politely point out to them that there's arrows now. It's a one-way system. And they, oh, ha, oh, oh. And then one lady um, was behind me and she didn't want to wait anymore. So she overtook me. And I thought, oh, goodness me. So I said, look, you know, these arrows, you know, try to keep the two metre distance. And she said, oh, well, the arrows, I'll just back the trolley up, <laughs> go backwards down the one-way street. And I said, yeah, it's just a great joke, isn't it? And I said, really, if everyone takes this seriously, it makes a difference. If one person thinks it's not a joke and it doesn't apply to them or doesn't affect them, uh, the whole exercise is pointless. So then I said to her, I said, if you think it's a great joke, then just... You know, it's no point, is it? She said, oh, you're not a nice person. And um, and she said, I'll keep my two metres away from you. And I said, thank you. And then she just looked at me like, and I thought, oh, my goodness. And I'm, I am a nice person. And I was shaking. I was shaking when I walked into the supermarket. Now, I'm a traveller, and I've travelled over 30 countries. I've been to uh, all those third world countries, I've been in all sorts of things, but never have I shaken like a leaf walking into the supermarket to get groceries. And it just brought home to me that um, if it affects me, it's going to affect New Zealand a lot. I'm just having my breakfast, so I'm just going to have a mouthful of wet books. Mmm, yum. And how long I'll get to enjoy them for. Uh, so that, that was interesting. So... As many of you know, I run a business networking company, and I'm still amazed by the people who are quite isolating themselves and thinking they can do this by themselves. We've got a really good team around us so far. This morning, I thought I'd start up a small advisory board and have some key people who I can ask questions for and give a bit of direction to. Uh, 
you know, so that when we're doing our uh, our meetings, my business meetings, that we can give people uh, not a, a doom and gloom report. And if you listen to the podcast before this one, I were working at a genius co-working. They just opened up their genius co-working space on the second floor of the mill building. And kindly enough, they said that I can basically work from there if we're allowed to. So I set up a pretty kick-ass recording studio and I bought some good cameras and I thought it would be the hub of Elite Six. And I worked my butt off to get it all ready. Um, I also had a lot of other business things I wanted to tie up. And as I said, I had the the business probably more ducks in a row than I've ever had it in the last 10 years. Previously, my um, business... The previous month was my best business in the uh, business, uh, sorry my best month in business for the last ten years, and I finally felt I was getting some real traction, and it was really really cool. So then all of a sudden I realised it wasn't practical, obviously, for me to carry on running even if I'm working on the second floor of this building by myself. But I just wanted to get everything finished. I worked all night long and I recorded a podcast. I was freezing cold, and I was sort of trying to give some sort of gauge of where I think this is going. And the reality check for me really is that we don't know where this is going. We don't see the bigger picture. We don't understand the effects that this will have on mankind, let alone the effects it's going to have on our selfish little businesses. And I'm sort of hoping, um, you know, and as I ran these virtual Zoom meetings, I had one couple come in from Auckland and they just started up their business and they didn't think they were eligible for the government handout. And they got three, three kids to look after. I'm just going to have a slurp of coffee. Oh, that's good. I'll tell you what, I've gone vegan, right? And uh, I love lattes and having a coffee with no milk. Um, and also, since we're making it at home on the home machine, I don't really have the heart to try uh, frothing up um, coconut milk. And so my coffee tastes like I'm drinking pure methadone. Just saying. Um, yeah, so this couple didn't know they were eligible for the government grant, and well, they should. And I said, look, apply. Um, you need the money. You'll get the money. And if the government wants to chase you for it afterwards, if you didn't deserve it, I was quite surprised how many people haven't. So if you are a small business and you're listening to this and you haven't applied, I think there's a revising um, a form that's been revised. Um, ask for every, any bit of money you can get because you'll need it. Now, my, my take on it, and I've not been a, a negative guru, um, but I reckon that money is going to be worthless um, soon. I think the supermarkets aren't going to stay open more than two weeks. I think the army will be delivering food packs to people's doors. And you might think, oh, that's stupid. But when I got to the checkout after last night, and they've got those perplex um, screens up between me and the checkout operator, no one was giving me direction on where to stand, where to put my groceries. I gave them the bags because I thought they'd be packing my groceries. They went through the checkout, they put all my groceries back into the trolley, um, and theoretically, right, if you've been watching the news, uh, anything that you're wearing could potentially have the corona on it. So the trolleys, um, I went in with hand sanitizer and sprayed the handle, I, I washed my hands before I left home, and also when I got to the supermarket, and when I, before I got back in the car, I sprayed my hands. But the reality of this, it must be spreading in, in ways that we we don't know or don't understand. So education's really good. So I felt I said to the girls, you girls are doing a wonderful job. And I looked at the lady my age, I'm 50, uh, and she was terrified. 
and there's a young girl there who's been um, was in the supermarket when I was here the first time doing the self checkout, and she wasn't wearing a mask, and she was asking me questions about am I um, in lockdown, and she wanted to have a conversation with me, and she's trying to be chirpy because she didn't know how to react, and I'm I'm trying to say, look, I I know you've around a lot of people. And my, my take on it is these checkout operators and the other people that are working in the um, essential services, they're actually on the front line. Now, they didn't sign up for this. They didn't join the army, and they didn't want to be on the front line. They got a very run-of-the-mill job to survive, and they need the money. And now they've been asked to be on the front line, which is a really big ask. So even trying to say thank you for your work, really appreciate what you're doing, they are just focusing on their job, and they'll be going home thinking, I hope I haven't got this virus. And it's just um, a, real, a new reality to me. So let's just say, let's play this out, let's say that the supermarkets do stop, um, and the army has to come in, and they will drop, you know, deliver food bags. Wouldn't it be nicer if people in our communities who have got surplus to share? I mean, even right now, if you know friends that are financially struggling because they haven't got the government handout or the payout, and you've got money and access to your money in the bank, why don't we ask these people these questions and ask them how their finances is? Because I think that's where it's at at the moment, because I believe that your money in the bank's not going to do you any good. But right now, people probably need to have money um, so they can buy food, because there's three things it's broken down to in my take on it, and that's shelter. Uh, your food and your family and keeping yourselves in your pod and looking after each other um, going out for um, a bike ride or a run yeah I, I, I kind of get that um, but you are putting yourself at risk if you fall over and injure yourself uh, then you might think I'll call an ambulance you're not going to get one of those so low-key activities I'm thinking um, I'm thinking that if I want to go for a bike ride which I do like biking excuse me I'm gonna have another mouthful of food Mmm, yum, Whitbix. Mmm, that two mouthfuls. It's going cold. If you think you want to go for a bike ride and you want to go around the block, why not go around your block ten times uh, and do that? Now, my mate James Mensah and I, we um, went on a cruise ship because it was all last minute and we decided, um, right, we'll plan a holiday. And I said, hey, let's go to the Philippines. And we went to the travel agent. The travel agent said to me, uh, oh, um, oh, no, not not in two weeks' time. You won't get an accommodation. So then freaked James out, and I'm sort of like, we'll find accommodation. Let's just turn up. So we finished up doing a cruise. So two, my best mate and I out for a cruise, and we had to share a cabin. It wasn't very romantic. <laughs> it was quite funny. But anyway, we decided that we got bored. 11 days of cruising over New Year's a couple of years ago, and we decided to go for a, a walk around the, the, the ship. And there was a sign-up saying that every three laps was a mile. So I said, well, why don't we make it that every every day that we're at sea, we'll do three laps, and then every day we'll do three additional laps. And eventually we were doing, a, I think, a 10K uh, walk, and we got others involved as well. So I'm not saying go outside, because the, the message is really clear. It says, stay home, be safe. I think that's it. So I'm not advising people to go out. But I do see people biking and going for bike rides and thinking they're, they have a right to go because there's no one else out, and they're just solo. I get that. But why not keep it local, keep it in your, your neighbourhood? Now, if this coronavirus is transmittable, uh, when you go and open a gate or you go to the water fountain and you have a drink and you are out by yourself, theoretically, uh, maybe, you know, you could be spreading it that way. Or you bump into somebody. Right? Well, an acquaintance of ours was going out for a run in the morning. 
And he um, he said this other guy nearly ran into him, and he bumped his shoulder as he ran past. And he thought, oh, what about the two-meter thing? And then he said, oh, he's probably wearing headphones. I had my headphones in. And then he, and I said, oh, okay, so you like going out running with your headphones in, and so did the other guy, and you nearly bumped into each other. Okay, worst scenario is you're fine, the best, uh, but there is a chance there that you could have just transmitted coronavirus, okay? So why did we go running with our headphones on? <clears throat> why don't we do things different straight away? So my take with the supermarkets at the moment, <clears throat> I feel sorry for those ladies because people are walking around. There's people walking the wrong way down the aisles. Now they've gone to the trouble. There's people overtaking each other because they're not patient enough. And I had a lady overtake me, and you can see the look on her face like, oh, well, if you're not going to hurry, I'm just going to overtake you. And I go, oh, okay then. So do we, are we, are that, is humanity that dumb and stupid that we really just put ourselves first and don't take this seriously? What's the use of me taking it dead serious when other people aren't? It's just pointless. So my my thing with the supermarkets, I reckon what they need to do, you need to either, um, write on a piece of paper a list of things that you want. They'll fulfill all the items that you want, and you could either... You know, leave your list, wait in your car, and have a number, and then go pick up your groceries. Because the next step is, as soon as the staff start getting sick and catch coronavirus, the supermarket's going to fall over. So why not take extreme measures straight away? Anyway, that's my supermarket rant. And as I said, I did come home, and I was relatively <coughs> quite upset. I'm going to have another mouthful of food. Mmm, I have two. Nearly done. And um, I might just have a slip of cold coffee. Mm. Okay, so um, being at home, we went for a walk the first day. We haven't been for a walk since. Um, we probably need to go for a walk today and take the dog for a walk because the dog's thinking, hey, guys, it's really cool that you're home, but why aren't you taking me for a walk? And we'll go around our block. We live in Northwood, so we can walk around... Uh, um, we can walk around uh, near Willowbank, which is really, really nice. And when you see people, it's an unusual experience because you say hello to them. Some people want to stop and have a conversation. Personally, I don't feel right doing that. I actually feel like I'm... I, I went for a walk a couple of weeks ago around Godly Head and we had a 98% success rate when walking past somebody saying hello and they would say hello back. But at the moment, uh, I was doing the test, by the way, and I was being that chirpy guy. But at the moment, I just don't see, I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. I, I just think we need to let people have their own space. Uh, one thing we're really having a good success with is our Zoom meetings. So Zoom meetings for our business people. I've also set up a personal, um, I've, I've set up two events, one at three and one at four, where people can use my Zoom channel and they can tune in. And then I thought I'd do another one at seven and 11. And it's more of a social uh, networking thing where we check up on each other and I opened it up last night and he had one person in the room had a good chat too if, you, if you're sitting here I don't know you're probably not capable of setting up zoom if, or you might be capable if you listen to a podcast but if you're not listening to my podcast you're probably not capable of knowing how to set up zoom but I, I really want to express adopt changes you know get outside your comfort zone go have a go of technology um, go onto a forum, find people to chat to, go on Facebook, get interactive, stop looking at people's comments and not having an opinion. Um, be empathetic with your comments. Don't go out and criticise and don't go on a judgment call with people. Why do we have to have an opinion about everything that people are doing? A lot of the uh, the messages out there, I don't I personally get into, um, how do I say, you know, this gratitude thing where we just keep, thinking positive, I think we need constructive 
sound advice. But there's no, I don't see anything positive about criticising somebody. Um, like the lady who was upset with me and said I was not a nice person. Yeah, okay, that gave me the, the right to abuse the hell out of her and call her a whole lot of dirty names. No, it doesn't. You don't know what she's experienced. She didn't know what I'm experiencing. And the real problem is the fact I'm freaking out because I'm in a supermarket and I'm feeling sorry for the checkout operators. But the reality of it, she wasn't respecting the rules and all of a sudden I'm really responsive of her. If she says this, I'm going to say that. And, um, you know, there's cases in, in Australia where somebody sneezed or, um, you know, on somebody after one of the shop assistants. I mean, imagine having the... Imagine doing that, and that's what people might come down to. So with with my business networking, uh, we sort of come up with an agenda. We're trying to help people keep a routine. So personally, I think uh, I'm doing this podcast for Tehik.com and also Elite6.co.nz. But I think we really need to uh, have some sort of agenda, some sort of routine at home. If you're getting out of bed, um, why not set your alarm clock? Now, there's some really good books. I'll just go back one step. I listen to motivational books, so I don't read and write myself very well and I've never read a book in my life however I have about a hundred audiobooks that I find actually really 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 good and one of them is um, Miracle Morning and it talks about having a really good routine in the morning now why not get up at six o'clock in the morning or an hour earlier than you normally do even now and get yourself in the right mindset to start your day um, that book uh, Miracle Morning um, you can listen to it as an audiobook or you might be able to find it uh, it's, it's a good investment that one but the point of the book really is getting yourself into a routine. And some other books uh, my partner listen to is one, I'm just going to last leave that cold coffee for it, iced coffee. Oh, that was gross, that was iced coffee. Um, one book that she said she listened to was um, going to bed, uh, get, getting up at the same time every day of your life. So if you're a 6am starter on a Monday to Friday, then do that on Saturday and Sunday. Now I got out of bed this morning. Uh, the alarm went off at six and then I the alarm went off and when the alarm goes off that means oh my goodness it's seven o'clock and I jumped up and I started getting dressed real quick because I have my meetings at 7 30 and 9 30 in the morning and I started putting my shirt on and Heather says to me what are you doing and I said oh I'm, I'm running late for the meeting and she said it's Sunday and I went oh damn so I went back to bed so a bit of a laugh but yeah you do lose track of the days so my point is get a routine stick to it Make it a real good tight routine because it takes three days to um, break a good habit and it takes three weeks to form one. So you've got three weeks left. So get yourself in a routine and think, um, I'm quite IT, I'm lucky. Um, I've offered to teach people how to manage their LinkedIn accounts, how to set up podcasts. Um, anyone that wants any advice on that sort of thing. I was doing a screen sharing um, tuition talk to um, a guy uh, last night helping him finish setting up a Shopify shop. Um, it was really quite cool. So I can say, right, from one to three, I'm going to offer tuition. I can say to myself, I'm going to be ready at seven, and I'm going to start my meetings, and at 11 o'clock I'm available to, to have a break and get myself in a good mindset and then go start another task. So get yourself a good routine, and that's what we're trying to help people with. Uh, the other one is accountability. Um, don't think it's okay to hibernate and watch Netflix all the time. Uh, tell people what you're trying to accomplish. Voice it. Um, let people know your strengths. Let people know things that you can do right now uh, that you are looking for active opportunities. Don't tell people, oh, yeah, I'm flat tap busy. Even working at home is great. I've worked at home for 16 years of my life, and the last few years I've been working in shared office space. 
and uh, and it's really good. But um, I know the importance of um, you know uh, making yourself accountable and making sure you get through your jobs. Um, set to do list. A real good tip I learned from one of my books I listened to is rather than have a great big long unattainable to do list. Uh, set five things out that you want to accomplish each day. So you go to bed at night and you know you've got five things to wake up with uh, to do uh, the day before. That's a really, really good idea. Uh, and as I was saying, you make yourself accountability accountable. Uh, don't tell people that you're busy is what I was going to say before because a busy, busy person isn't very inviting to help. But say to people, I'm currently looking for new opportunities. Um, One of my friends, Chris Cameron, he said that he's, um, oh, no, it wasn't Chris Cameron, it was um, Rob Woolley, and he said tomorrow he's going to wake up and reinvent himself. Now, over the years, I've been doing quite a lot of personal development. I've done a lot of speaker training. Um, I want to be a keynote speaker. I want to be on the speaking route. I want people to hire me for talking about dyslexia. Okay, that's, that's what I've been training for. So... I now, in my toolkit, have speaking skills. I know to speak nice, clear, pronounced words so you guys can hear me. I know not to talk too fast. I know to prepare an agenda before I, I talk so that my I have a nice, well-balanced. I know that I, I need to have an opening, a body, and a conclusion when I'm doing a podcast. All these things I've learned are in my toolkit. Um, my IT uh, experience, like when I started learning IT, I uh, left my employer and he gave me a digital diary. And I thought, oh, hold up, another mouthful of breakfast. Mmm, yum. Mm. So here I am, painter and a decorator, not educated, and this boss of mine thought he'd give me a digital diary to help me with my, when I was setting up my own business. So I opened it, put somebody's name in it, closed it, opened it up, and their name had disappeared. I thought, what? Then I learned. Right, open it, put their name in it, save. Ah, right. And then when I put 500 contacts in this digital diary, I realized that I needed to start grouping people because they were all merging together. So all these things I've learned, now I really embrace technology. And I'm, as I've said, I don't read and write. But every time I get a bit of information or a sentence or a paragraph that I may be able to use in another bit of correspondence, I save it in a way I can find it on my device. The day of having the messy desk, I'm paperless. Now, my bookkeeper I had for 20 years did a fantastic job, but she used to write things down. Eventually, she started making too many mistakes, and um, and then I went digital, and I got another bookkeeper, and that put me into the digital era. And now I've, I've adopted the changes that I needed to make. I don't carry on doing the same things and expecting different results. Thank you, Winston Churchill. So make people, if you've got a goal, if you've got no goals, you're in shit streak. Get yourself some goals. Make a positive change. Use things in your toolkit and start applying them today. Do not sit on your ass inside your house waiting for four weeks for the government to come along and bail you out. This is the time to be innovative. This is the time to be a true entrepreneurial person. Every person has a creative instinct in them. Everyone has a part. Uh, I've got, uh, as advisory board, I've got six different minds together. I have asked these guys to come together and I just want to spar ideas with them and I just want to um, you know, ask them for a, a, a bit of a sounding board. I'm thinking about doing this. Like yesterday morning I woke up and I thought, look, I've got this really great domain name and it's called talks.co.nz. And I thought I'd start up another website and I'd run a social 
um, side of my business uh, online. And I'll provide a place where social people can come through and just... If they want somebody to talk to, they can, and it all sounded like a great idea, and I thought, now, how can I monetize that? Because you've got to make a little bit of money to sustain all your time and efforts. And I thought, it's going to be really hard. And then I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll, there's a, a site called Patreon. And when I traveled recently to um, China, um, Bangladesh, and um, India, I had uh, did a bit of videography, and, I, and people who liked my videography and wanted to support my travels could donate money. And I thought, oh, Include that link in all the stuff I'm doing. And if you think I'm giving you value, then donate whatever you can afford. So that all sound really good. But the reality of that idea, because I've already got the domain name talks.co.nz, the reality of that idea is it's going to take a good three days for me to set that up. It's going to take a whole lot of energy to um, get uh, going. And it's a bit of a punt that somebody else hasn't already done it. Not that that would really matter with me. However, I've got to heck.com. So then I thought, well, I've already got my brand, my personal brand set up. I'm doing podcasts because I would want to do another podcast for that one as well. Now I'm doing three podcasts. And now what I'm realizing, I'm doing this podcast for Elite Six and this podcast for Dehick.com. And I'd have to do another podcast for Talks.co. And now I'm just sort of like, I, I've got a bottleneck in my business and I'm not productive. So I thought, well, the better thing I could do is use all the um, event sites. Now at the moment, you've got Eventbrite, Event Finder, Meetup, are all places where you can actually promote things that you're thinking of doing. And at the end of the day, the end goal was to get them all into a Zoom room so we can have a chat and see where it goes. So rather than setting up a website, I might put 90% of my energy setting up a website, but why not use the resources that are around us? So when I went to meetup.com uh, and I thought out I'm putting on an event and it's from 3 to 4 and 7 to 11, I created two events and then, and then normally... Eventbrite allow you to put a repeating event up, but they've they've got a button now that says is this an online event and you tick it and you have to re-enter the the event in every day if you want to market it. So that's good. However, all these event sites where a lot of people are going are pretty empty at the moment because so many events have cancelled. I'm just gonna have another mouthful of food. Hmm. I'll get there. So, long story short. I've got a place to advertise what I'm trying to accomplish. I don't need to spend all this time and energy setting up a website. I can probably build another page into heck.com called Talks, and I'm using the resources that I've currently got um, to do that, and that makes more practical sense. Um, and, yeah, so that's that's what I'm sort of, sort of doing. So if, if I was to say to you, what's your strengths? What have you got in your toolkit right now that potentially – you could help, uh, you could do something online. So I had one of our um, wellness coaches, um, she was a bit overwhelmed, would you believe, with uh, things that are happening, and she's absolutely lovely. I spent 40 minutes talking to her, getting her motivated, and I suggested some of the things that she could do with the toolkit that she had in her toolkit. And she, I could see her energy levels lifting, and her, her uh, entrepreneurial mind starting to form those connections that you need to. And all it really did is I spent some time with her talking, and I'm, I, I say anybody, if you want to talk to me, go to dehick.com, find my phone number, text me, we'll get on to Zoom and we'll have a chat because I, um, have, the power of having a chat is, is just amazing. 
Um, the other one I quite like at the moment is LinkedIn. I've been going through there and looking for people who are doing leaders. There's leaders out there. So there's lots of stuff that you can do. Um, go in there and, and I can't express to you guys enough. Stop looking. Start participating. Have your say. Don't be critical. Encourage people who are doing good. So if you go into LinkedIn and you look at the feed and you see somebody said they're offering an hour of their time, go in there and say, good on you. And there was a name, I think Tony Wells, he was offering an hour of his time in a group session where he can just talk and help people who are struggling with ideas and um, or aspiring ideas. Sometimes I like when people talk to me, I can look at your idea and say, well, here's the pitfalls and here's the gain. Now, uh, the gain is bigger than the pitfalls, so yeah, give it a go. And if you need to, you need to be fluid and dynamic and you need to be prepared for change. So that, that's sort of what I can help. Um, one of the really important things is having a buddy system as well um, with Elite Six Business Networking. I, I We had a really good meeting on Friday. We managed to get 22 people in the room, and everyone's still busy and perplexed, so that's a really good start. I believe that we'll get 50 people in a room, and also I'm running meetings at 7.30, 9.30, Monday to Friday. Uh, so after my last podcast, if you go back and listen to that, you'll see that I was sort of like um, freaking out about where my business has gone because we used to meet in bars and cafes around town and that's just gone. Um, I have people who pay me on a monthly basis and that's basically keep me alive at the moment. So a lot of businesses out there are offering more value. Um, my mate Chris Cameron, he's got a, a SMA uh, karate class and he's my buddy. So I've buddied up with Chris and he's doing all his karate classes uh, online, um, he needed some tech. I had some tech gear left over. Which one? I just bought a brand new camera, which I love, and um, but it would be more suited for his business. So um, I managed to get that camera to him, and it's nice to be able to help out. But the point is that Chris is my buddy, and I can ring him up and say, "Hey, look, um, did you read the newspaper the other day? There's people who have been uh, crashing people's um, Zoom meetings, and he said, oh, this is what I've done about it.' So I can." use that knowledge that he's gained and applied in my business so find somebody who's um you know like-minded uh, maybe your direct opposition you know go through the internet find their details send them a text and say g'day how you doing i know you're a business coach i'm one as well um is there anything that we can collaborate with and can we help each other um the the girl um, that is the wellness coach. There's another wellness coach in our, our networks and, and they both talk to each other and they help each other out. And, uh, you know, there's there's one little tip that somebody can give you and you can apply it. So, yeah, find a buddy online uh, and I can help you do that as well. The other one is um, etiquette. Um, I, I had a room full of people chatting and, and then on comes one of our young ladies and I said to her, oh, uh, are you, because she moved house recently, and I said, oh, are you... Uh, are you by yourself? Are you um, self-isolating by yourself? Oh, no, 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 I've got a friend. And then afterwards, one of my other friends said, so you shouldn't really ask those questions because what we do is we broadcast a show live on YouTube at the same time. So etiquette is, um, you know, being good. Um, and it's, you know, like we, my purpose for my Zoom meetings is really to have, what am I trying to say? My purpose for my meetings is really trying to uh, give value and constructive stuff that people do and show some leadership skills, which is really, really cool. So that's about it. So what we, uh, my mission at the moment is uh, we've, we used to have a think tank meeting and we used to run this at the Bailey, uh on Bailey Avenue on a Friday at 9.30 and we used to have a theme. So on a Friday, we're basically, all, anything that we've learnt that can be of value to people, 
we um, have a really intensive meeting on the Friday, and that's been um, pretty cool, really. My dog's running up and down the stairs. What else can I help you? Uh, probably with Elite Six members, I have this riot act I call out every week, and I make our members um, read it out. And I thought I'd, I'd use it today, actually. Um, so we have a mission, and I've been doing uh, business networking, helping people build relationships for uh, probably more like 10 years than eight, but I've owned a business networking company for eight years. And so um, when I bought the company, it had a 47-page uh, manual on how to run an hour-long meeting, and I scrapped that real soon and, and started over. And uh, basically, I applied these five things that I thought people need to apply when they come along to my business networking. They may not all apply to us personally, uh, but I think this is the first one out, your mission. So when people come along to my business network, and it's all about having a good attitude and not coming to get, but uh, really coming to uh, share their, themselves. So here they go. So the first one I, I tell people, and I get my members to read this out, is to support other members by listening and sharing your experience, knowledge, and skills. So I say that again, support other members. So members can actually be friends. Um, relatives, be nice to each other. And if you do have a run-in with somebody, like the lady in the supermarket, uh, even though she said I wasn't a nice person, I apologised to her and I said, sorry, I wasn't trying to be critical or mean, uh, and my apologies. And she didn't have a bar, but I didn't want her to think that I weren't um, empathetic in a way. And, and even though I felt like I was the one that was being wronged, um, I didn't want to uh, have any animosity for no reason. So I apologised to her for my behaviour, even though I didn't feel it was my problem. And I sincerely meant that, hoping that she would say, yeah, I'm just a bit blah, blah, blah too. But she might go home and think, oh, that guy in the supermarket, blah, blah. You know, or she might go home and think, oh, I didn't act the way I, I should have. And she might have a, a different light on it. So what we need to do is we need to um, you know, you support each other. Uh, listen. It's good on a podcast because if you want to do a podcast, it's great because everyone has to listen to you and no one gets to speak. So, But listening is the most powerful word. I have four values I built Elite Six on, and one of them was listening. Uh, passion, which I know isn't a value, but it's my, my one. Um, and I think it was empathy. I've forgotten now, but the, one of the main ones was just listening. So then share your experience, knowledge, and skills. So think about that right now. You know, Don't sit with your hands on your ass. You know, like, what can you do to help somebody out? You know, so share. Share your experience. You've got some knowledge. The older you get, the more you learn. And skills. Do things constructive. So that's cool. And I'm available. If you need a hand with anything, ring me up. We'll get on the screen sharing session. If you've got any bottleneck, let me know. All right, and the mission number two is build professional relationships, friendships, and synergies with other members, with other people. Let's say that now at the moment. So let's just look at that. Like, I'm in the business networking game, and, and everyone says, oh, Danny, you're really good at building relationships. And I go, well, I don't want relationships. I got pulled up um, about a year ago. I'm just going to have another mouthful of breakfast. And I was actually holding my cell phone in my hand, and I was actually texting. Policeman saw it, and he built, um, pulled, pulled me up, and he said, oh, were you on your cell phone? I said, yes, I were. It's a terrible habit. Um, guilty as charged, I said. Um, it's just so tempting. And he said, look, if you put your cell phone in a cradle and you put it on the window screen, you'll be less tempted to pick it up. And we sort of don't mind that so much. So you can say things like, I was just adjusting my music. But yeah, so I bought one of those and that was that. But anyway, I got talking to the guy and um, and I, I noticed um, 
he had a Garmin watch on his hand. And I said, oh, how do you like your Garmin? He said, oh, yeah, I love it. I said, oh, and I just happened to have the latest one. I said, well, here's the latest one. He said, oh, wow, that's really cool. And he said, oh, where'd you get that? And I said, oh, I've got a mate that owns a shop down in Papineau Road, uh, Fitness New Zealand, and I got it from there. He said, oh, yeah, I know the guy. And all the police actually go in there and uh, they buy the watches off Steve. Anyway, so uh, I'm not saying he let me off the ticket, but he, he did let me off the ticket. But by having to talk to him and building, it would be fair to say I had a relationship with him, whether he gave me a ticket or he didn't give me a ticket. But by having a, a chat to him and getting to know him a bit and a bit of understanding and being honest, I actually formed a bit more of a friendship with him. And because friendships take longer to develop, um, but they're more rewarding. And with my business networking and in life, you listen to people, um, you form relationships, become friends. Often I, uh, I've i had 1,300 members come and go from Elite Six in the last five years when I've been tracking how many people come and go. And at the end of it, I've got about 100 people left. And I've looked at them and I've got amazing 100 people left in my business networking um, company. But I've formed friendships with them all. Now, when I add a new member into my networks, I go into their Facebook and I add them as a friend. And all the ones that do that, um, uh, we build friendships. And when you build friendships, that's where the business comes from. People like doing business with people they know. And they, if you're sharing your highs and your lows on your Facebook page, then they get to see it. And that's where synergies start happening. Now, I've seen people come along, hand out their business cards, and leave my business networking. They might have even signed up for a month. And then they go, oh, business networking didn't work for me. And I go, of course it didn't. You handed out all your business cards. You came to take, and you're thinking that our... So what I used to do, I stand up and say, look, I, when I first went along to business networking, I stood up and pitched my business for a minute, handed out my business cards, went home, and no one answered the phone. All right. Next thing is um, I go back the next week, do the same thing, got the same result. And I, it doesn't matter. So when people come to my business networking, they're new, I often stand up and say, look, don't worry about handing out your business cards. It won't make any difference here. And my members sort of don't really get into that either. Uh, we're not a place to sell your product or service to. We, we're a place to build friendships and gain better relationships with people. So that's uh, quite important. So anyway, where are we up to? Um, so then this line is the one I don't like the most out of the mission, but connect the right person with the right opportunity by giving quality recommendations. So I never want to be known as a referral network or a lead generation company. However, a lot of people do come for that. But um, what I mean by that line is that if you know, if you build those relationships and those friendships up with people, you get to know them. And you understand their business, and then when you do give them a referral, it's actually quite fun matching two people together to the right person. So we've got uh, mortgage brokers in Elite Six, we've got um, accountants, um, we've got uh, uh, we've got real estate agents, and when somebody wants um, to use somebody's services, they often ask me, and I refer the one that I have the best relationship with, um, you know, and I, I feel that would be best for that person because there's personalities, differences. So a few years ago, we did away, well, not a few years ago, but a year ago, I did away with industries. And that's been a really saving grace now because having one industry in each group is just a joke. I mean, I don't want to upset the synergy. If I get an accountant who's really, really good for the group, I don't go actively looking for another accountant to join the room. It doesn't work. Um, but if that accountant only comes once a month, and um, then I'll look for another accountant because the group um, needs advice from accountant. And a lot of that advice you get when you go to a business network and it saves you going off to your lawyer. You can ask the lawyer at the group if you go there once a week, how do I handle this situation or do I need to get legal or all this sort of stuff. You get a lot of good advice. 
So that's the only downside. If you well, that is the downside if you limit it to one uh, person in each industry, and that's why BNI has been quite successful in a business networking company because if you don't turn up for more than two times a year, you actually get kicked out. Um, but at the moment, I don't know for this for sure, but I hear that BNI closed down quite quickly. Um, and whether they are starting up their groups um, uh, on Zoom, I don't know. But with Elite Six, because we haven't focused on one person in each industry, we're actually a, a village of people who are like-minded. And the common interest that we have is that we're all uh, in business together. And when people come along to my business network and I say, look, you don't have to have your game face on. We want to know whether you're, uh, if you're doing some new marketing, put it on the table, show the other people in the group, and that you'll get some feedback. And we want you to tell us that you want clients. And if I'm a, a new, uh, if I'm a new accountant and I'm looking to build up my business, then don't pretend you're a successful accountant and you're too busy. Say that. Say that you're currently building up your business. And then other people will say, oh, here's some good, um, you know, somebody might say, I did some billboard advertising, it was really good. Or somebody might say, I did Facebook ads and it didn't work for me. Or I did a Google AdWord campaign and it didn't work for me. And then that sort of knowledge is what we share, which is uh, really exciting. But anyway, yep, yeah, so back to uh, connecting the right person with the right opportunity. Uh, by giving quality recommendation is really about truly understanding people who are sitting in front of you, um, their business and where they are. And I reckon good business networking, the ones that do really well out of business networking, and a few names come to mind, are the people that are regular. People who say, uh, so this is the line, participate in weekly meetings, collaborate together and invite visitors along to our group. So share the love. Uh, if you think something is good, then bring them along to Elite Six. is lovely for us. Uh, also, by being regular, if you say you're going to do something and you turn up, um, I will probably more likely give you a referral. And even if you feel that um, you're not good at you know, uh, interacting, or you build qualities by having other people around you, and if you do that weekly, look at it as personal development. It's really important. And the last one, which I always love, and Paul Blacklove from Anytime Fitness in Rangura, he's the most legendable person for reading the next one. He says He usually says it like this. Bring a smile, a sense of humour, a little bit of love to the meetings. Now bring a smile, a sense of humour, a little bit of love is what we're all about. And that's what this podcast is really all about today. I've been going for about 42 minutes at the moment. It is really about looking after each other. I don't know, each week's going to be different, guys. I've got no real foresight. Um, I'm looking at um, sending out a email um, to about 4,000 people that have been on my books uh, this afternoon and it's basically just going to outline the agenda of Elite Six virtual meetings. They're open to anybody. Uh, I have got a virtual membership or a monthly pass. I'm charging $29.50 and that will be a pass for you to be able to t pop in and interact with people in real time. Um, ideally, I don't mind if uh, I'm just, I, yes, I need money to live. Uh, it's not uh, a criteria. If you want to join in, I'm not going to chase you for money or demand money of you. Uh, what we're really trying to do is, is give value. And obviously, um, I'm, a, I'm a business as well, so that's why I'm doing that. The other side of it, about the money is what I was thinking of, is if you just want to see what we're doing, um, you go to elite6.co.nz uh, or Danny. Uh, .co.nz and you'll see there's a link to our YouTubes and our YouTube is broadcasting our shows live 
and then you can basically in the chat room ask questions. I have a scout who will look at those questions. Uh, we get them 30 seconds later because it's live, and then we might bring that into the show. So we're trying to give a trying to get um, a sort of a sort of a format or an agenda to our meetings, and we're trying to give quality. Um, we want it to be fluid because I think you need to be fluid. There's no such thing as being stuck in the mud these days and, and having a, a rigid rigidness. And I think every business, I mean, if you've got a business and you're thinking, right, um, my business is stuffed uh, and I don't know what to do with it, then voice it, tell us. Um, email me, I'll use it as a question, as a scenario. We had... Um, We've had some really good questions. So that's basically me. I hope I've given you some thing. I'm waffling on a bit too much now. Uh, remember, I really value your feedback and comments. And um, please subscribe to my podcast. And I'll uh, hopefully have some interesting news next week. So it's been great that you're listening. And it's great doing a podcast for me because I love talking. I love the sound of my own voice. Have a great day. <laughs>